TGIF Let's Go Neighborhood. Sometimes you just gotta book some fantasy to plan out some wrestling, what you want it to be. This is By the Book. Come take a look. By the Book. Well, technically, you'll hear it. DC's just a fan laying out his plan. By the Book. To get you in the spirit. This is by the book. So hey, neighborhood, if you're feeling low, DC will save you with this podcast show. This is by the book. By the book. Shooby doo wop, wada. Yeah. Good morning out there, loveliest of all lovelies. Uh, DC Matthews here at the DC Matthews coming at you with another episode of By the Book, the Tournament of Nerdiness. Uh, It's been a few days for me uh, since recording an episode of this show. We are currently still kind of caught up in quarantine land. Things seem to be just getting crazier and crazier by the day which is all the more reason to lose yourself in the world of a 1,024-person tournament that nobody asks for, except for me. So let's get started, shall we? Yes, we shall. Uh, We're 770 wrestlers in. We are getting closer to the end of the first round here in episode 10. Uh, So let's get to it. The first matchup, just incredible. Versus Adam Cole, baby. Um, I've never been wild about Just Incredible. Uh, Alda Montoya was cool. PJ Walker. Uh, you know, I haven't watched. I'm still in May of '96 in ECW. Just Incredible hasn't shown up yet. Maybe he'll grow on me once I see him. But for now, clearly, clearly, Adam Cole gets the win. Uh, next up, Sheamus versus Johnny Moxley. Fantastic matchup. I'm sure we've seen Sheamus wrestle Dean Ambrose a time or two back when they were both employed with the WWE. Um, Interesting. Who do I like more? I liked Dean Ambrose sometimes and was incredibly irritated by Dean Ambrose sometimes. I've never been irritated by Sheamus. Sometimes I like Sheamus. Sometimes I'm apathetic about Sheamus. Uh, and I think we've made the case on this show that apathy is greater than antipathy. So I'll give the win to Sheamus. As much as people would love to see Adam Cole versus John Moxley, uh, he's going to wrestle Sheamus, Mr. Cole, is in the second round. Oh, oh, this is a good matchup here, folks. This is, this is prime DC Matthews matchup. Maven, the winner of the first season of Tough Enough, if I remember correctly, is taking on D'Lo Brown, Chip K. Fabe's favorite wrestler. Fun fact. Favorite wrestler in the world, D'Lo Brown. And so in honor of my good buddy Chip, uh, D'Lo will advance to the second round. Taking on the winner of Scott Dawson versus Wildfire Tommy Rich. This is early. This is early in the... 
episode for me to channel the Jeremy rule. Plus, I really like Scott Dawson of The Revival. And I'm pretty sure Jeremy does too. So I'm going to give the win to Scott Dawson. I am sure Jeremy will protest. I will try to remember this. I was going to write it down. But my pen is over there. And by over there, I mean at least two, two and a half feet away. So hold on. I will get the pen. And I will write down, not on this card. This is the card for question marks with Glenn Abbott. That is gold. That is going in the museum. Uh, On this index card, since I have so many, I will write down Tommy Richards' name. In case we get through the rest of the bracket without needing the Jeremy rule. Remember, the Jeremy rule is, and at least once, well, no, only once per episode, um, I have to make a decision based on what... Jeremy at EPL and NFL would want. So, Scott Dawson versus D'Lo Brown in the second round. Next matchup, Zach Gowan, the most successful one-legged wrestler in history, I think, uh, versus the mascot of DDT Wrestling, Mr. Lince Dorado. There is no contest. Sorry, Mr. Gowan. You did not do a shooting star press off the elimination chamber. If that move alone does not get Lince Dorado a cruiserweight title shot. What are we even doing here? I'll ask you that. Next up, uh, Keith Hart of the Hart family versus Evan Airborne. <clears throat> hmm. Now, this is a tough one because I don't care one iota about Keith Hart. Um, whereas Evan Bourne, a.k.a. Matt Seidel, I can't say I've... I've liked... Oh, well, yeah, okay. I could easily just give Lince Dorado, the mascot, a bye into the next round. Uh, I'll give it to Evan Bourne. Evan Bourne is a more deserving winner of this. But yeah, I think we all know what's going to happen here. Oh, oh, maybe not. Because in the next matchup, Buddy Murphy... My favorite and yours, Buddy Murphy, taking on Air Paris, who I believe I saw wrestle twice in WCW. Buddy Murphy wins. So Buddy Murphy, Adam Cole, and Lince Dorado, and D'Lo Brown all in the same bracket, and Scott Dawson. Either I like too many wrestlers, or this is a this is just a tough bracket. Last matchup, Grand Metallic. Hey, two members of Lucha House Party in the same bracket again. Just the the coincidences that happen, if coincidences exist. Uh, Taking on Piroth, or Peroth, another Mexican star from AAA, 97-ish, WWF. Uh, We'll give it to Grand Metalik. He has grown on me. I didn't like him at first, or I didn't get him at first. Uh, And he'll take on Buddy Murphy in the next round. Good matchups there all the way around. Let's box up the next. We're going to hit 800 here, friends. Uh, Next matchup, Manny Fernandez, the Raging Bull, taking on Henry Godwin. That's another one where the Jeremy rule might come in, but I watched enough Manny Fernandez. Uh, When your finishing move is the Flying Burrito, that's a better name than the Slop Drop. So I will give the Raging Bull the win just on his own merits there, Jeremy. Uh, Next up, ooh, this is a matchup a lot of people would like to see. Batista versus Pac 
Pac, Neville. Uh, Batista versus Neville, great clash of styles, great clash of, you know, both very jacked, great physiques, but your aerialist versus your power guy. Oh, I like Batista a whole lot more now that he's not wrestling. I didn't particularly care for him. Again, during my lost years, <clears throat> eventually I'll catch up, I'd like to think. Um, I'll give it to Batista, though, because... Ah, I feel like I shouldn't like Pac just because of how everything ended with him in the WWE. But somebody said, you have to watch a Batista match or a Pac match. I'm going to watch... All right, I'm going to change my mind. I'm going to change my vote. And I will go for Pac over Batista. All right, next up. Mikey Bats, also from TNA, early years, versus Fandango. No contest. Fandango gets the win. Speaking of TNA... We've got Cameron Grimes, the former Trevor Lee, who I believe was in TNA for a spell. It was called Impact, I think, but still. Uh, versus Petey Williams of Team Canada, the little big pop-up, little Papa pump Is that what they called him? Little, it should have been Little Papa pump If that's not what they called him, they messed up. Uh, I like Petey Williams. Cameron Grimes is growing on me, but I like Petey Williams a whole lot. Plus, Fandango versus Petey Williams could be a lot of fun. In the second round, next up... I'm telling you, the coincidences, the, the things that happen when you do this. Why are both Godwins in the same bracket? A thousand and twenty-four names. Alphabetized. They were alphabetized and then randomized. And yet Bobo Brazil, that's not Phineas Godwin, by the way. That's just that's Bobo Brazil. Taking on Midian. I called him Midian, as opposed to Phineas Godwin. I now somebody could do the math. Somebody who's better at math than me could actually do the math and find out what the actual odds are of these names being in the same bracket. It's probably a lot um, closer and a lot easier. I hesitated because I think there's someone like standing in a bay window across from where I'm recording. So, of course, I feel like they're staring at me and now I'm staring at them. It's a staring contest. Oh, they drew the shades. I win. I don't think they actually saw me. They'd have to have binoculars or something. It's a far distance. I suppose it does look weird. I'm sitting right by a window with, I've got this lovely uh, bookshelf made of pallets that I bought at a tag sale last year. A fine piece of furniture. My laptop's on it. There's a microphone. I suppose it looks like I could be on stakeout. I don't have the big camera, but I suppose that's what it could come across as. So my apologies if that person got freaked out. Uh, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah. You know, however many, 1,024 divided by 16, which is, I, I don't know, 28 maybe. Um, is that what it is? Now I have to do the math. 1,024 divided by 16 is 64. I was way off. So I suppose it's one out of 64, or two out. Either way, I suck at those sorts of ratios and probabilities and things. Um, I think it's cool, and I'm giving the win to Midian. So uh, Midian advances. Not naked Midian, though. That that won't do. Uh, Bruiser Brody versus Hector Garza. Hector Garza of TNA, but everything I've seen about Bruiser Brody is awesome. Plus now we get Midian versus Bruiser Brody, and wouldn't that be fun? 
uh, Riki Koshu of New Japan versus Jack Swagger. I've watched Riki Koshu. Um, the, the crowd went crazy for his lariats. Now, this was him, you know, circling retirement. Uh, but he also, as far as I know, um, created the Scorpion Deathlock. Now I have to make sure. I feel like we've talked about this already. Uh-oh. Oh. Okay, I got a little nervous that he was in there twice because I just uh, did the Control-F Find feature and typed in Riki, and two showed up. Forgot about Rikishi. So, he's only in there once. Uh, I believe he is the person who is known for creating the Scorpion Deathlock, a.k.a. the Sharpshooter, so he wins just on that alone. And in the final matchup, Kid Cash versus Super Calo. Uh, fragilistic, to quote. Bobby Heenan. Uh, Super Calo, <clears throat> one of the luchadors from 90, probably 96, 96, 97. Uh, Kid Cash, TNA. Um, I think he was in WWE for a spell. I like Kid Cash, so I'll give him the win. We're past the 800 mark, friends. We're doing it. We're making our way. Slowly but surely, we're making our way to the finish line of round one, and then we'll need to do this all again. I do want to do a consolation round, but I'm realizing now, as we're on episode 10, I should probably get the tournament proper done before I worry about that. We'll see. Maybe somebody will give me feedback by then. Uh, really, I hear from Jeremy and Brandon Banks, and I know at least 20 people have downloaded or played this episode, so somebody's somebody's got to give me something here. Uh, Fabian Eichner of Imperium taking on the Great Kali. I should like the Great Kali. Actually, that's not true. I probably shouldn't like the Great Kali. I should like the Great Kali just because of the type of wrestling fan I am. But I like Fabian Eichner, so he will get the win. Uh, Chavo Guerrero. This is junior, not Chavo Classic. Um, versus Jungle Jim Steele. Jungle Jim Steele, saw him in ECW. I think he was in WCW for a little bit. But there was also Joe Gomez. They might he might, they might have had both. Either way, Chavo gets the win. Chavo versus Fabian Eichner should be a lot of fun. Uh, Chris Chetty, Taz's cousin in ECW near the end, versus Kanemaru from uh, New Japan, the one who always has a bottle of some dark spirit with him. Um, I don't know a lot about Chris Chetty. What I know most about Chris Chetty comes from the ECW video game that I owned once long ago. Uh, and I think he did the triple jump moonsault, which I thought was very cool as a video game player. Um, Kanemaru, I have seen, and I actually think he's okay. I think he's good. So I'll give the win to Kanemaru. Uh, let's see. No, not Kanemaru. That said Kane Mary. Kanemaru. Uh, Famous B from Lucha Underground taking on Roadblock. Yes, Roadblock from WCW coming to the ring with literally the things they put in to make a Roadblock. Those like little wooden pallet things. I don't know what they're called. They might actually just be called Roadblocks. Um, the only man to have a pay-per-view named after him. He was a wrestler. Then he was a pay-per-view. Uh, Roadblock advances. New Jack versus Shark Boy. Come on, there's no question. Shark Boy gets the win. I get to watch Roadblock wrestle Shark Boy. I'm a happy camper. Rocky Johnson. Oh, no, wait. No, Kanemaru is going to wrestle Roadblock. I'm sorry. Sorry to 
get your hopes up like that. Uh, Rocky Johnson, The Rock's father, taking on Matt Hardy. This is not Broken Matt. This is Matt Hardy. Oh, I should have put version one. We'll call this version one because I didn't particularly care about the Hardy boy, Matt Hardy. This is version one, so he's going to get the win. Sorry, Rocky Johnson. I'm sure you were great, but you're just not of my era. Uh, Shark Boy versus Matt Hardy, version one. That's even better than Shark Boy versus Roadblock. Iron Man, Tommy Cairo from ECW versus Earthquake. It takes a lot of uh, guts and bravado and courage to cut promos that involve you smiling and laughing a lot when you're missing a tooth. Um, Mick Foley, notwithstanding, still takes courage, actually, for Mick to do it. Uh, but Earthquake, obviously, squashes Tommy Cairo. This last matchup hurts my heart. I want both of them to advance. Uh, Shane McMahon versus Jimmy Wang Yang. I love me some Jimmy Wang Yang. I loved Akio in the Young Dragons. Um, I actually liked him the best out of all of these. Jimmy Wang Yang, don't know a lot about, but that's kind of a silly gimmick. Uh, he was also part of the Flying Elvises, which was a semi- silly gimmick. I think he was super talented. I love watching him wrestle, but I will give it to the best in the world. Shane McMahon taking on Earthquake in the second round. All right. Let's move on. Ty Dillinger. Perfection or Perfect 10. Ty Dillinger taking on Will Ospreay. Uh, Will Ospreay, fantastic gymnast. Wonderfully acrobatic talent, but he is not perfect. Ty Dillinger gets the win. Buzz Sawyer versus Bronson Reed. I like Buzz Sawyer. Uh, I don't know. Would Jeremy rather see Buzz Sawyer advance or Tommy Rich advance? I feel like he would say Tommy Rich, but I could be wrong. This is one of those times where I should, you know, have him either on the phone or on Twitter and I could ask him. But instead, we'll just talk about it. Um, I'm going to go with Bronson Reed because I like Bronson Reed, but I'm going to write down Buzz Sawyer too, and I'll have to make this decision uh, before this episode ends. We're about two-thirds of the way through, so unless something really pops up to me, I'll have to make this decision. It might come down to who I like more, Scott Dawson or Bronson Reed. Um, Wrath versus Tommy Dreamer. Wrath is Adam Bomb in... WCW, which was a silly gimmick, but I loved it. Tommy Dreamer. I I wish I liked Tommy Dreamer. But I just don't care for him all that much. Him being all hardcore. I just watched this, the episode recently with him and Beulah and Kimona and the three-way kiss, which is just awkward for everyone. It's going to bruise noses. Uh, I'm giving it to Wrath. It's my tournament. I'm giving it to Wrath. Killian Dane. Oh, this matchup. If you're a New Japan and NXT fan, this matchup's going to make you start to drool a little bit. Killian Dane versus Shingo. Uh, I'm going to give it to Killian Dane. The Haas always wins. But everything I have seen about Shingo makes me want to watch more of Shingo. So ask me in a year once I've watched more New Japan, and my opinion might change. But right now, Killian Dane, I like him quite a bit. Um, Sylvain Grenier from La Resistance versus Dirty Dutch Mantel. Sorry, Sylvain. 
the only person I really liked from La Resistance was Robert Conway. Uh, Dutch Mantel advances. Lance Cade versus Flash Morgan Webster. Uh, I don't think I would need a Glenn rule for this, but just because I just had a fabulous conversation with Glenn, we won't even argue about it. Flash Morgan Webster gets the win. Oh, this is a tough one. Wait a second. One, two, three, four, five, six. I did it again. I am not good at this whole bracket thing because I keep putting the wrong matchups in there. I keep going to 18. And I really need to stop doing that because it's messing up my rhythm here. The last two matches, uh, Luke Harper versus Ron The Truth Killings. We just saw... Uh, we're just days after Brody Lee was revealed to be the exalted one. Now we know what that means. Uh, Luke Harper obviously gets the win, one of my favorites, although I like Ron the Truth Killings too. And in the final matchup from this bracket, uh, Diesel is taking on Santa Claus, but it's spelled with an X and a K because this is Balls Mahoney in his two-match run. Uh, in the WWF in 95, but we'll give it to Diesel, and now I get to watch Luke Harper wrestle Diesel in my head, which is wonderful. All right, let's actually do this right here. We might have time for two more brackets. Let's see. Uh, Mark Jindrak taking on Rico. Mark Jindrak, very good, very athletic. Could have been the fourth guy in Evolution, uh, but Rico is better in every possible way. Love me some Rico. Uh, Doug Gilbert, Eddie's brother, I think, versus Raul Mendoza. I don't even think Jeremy would give that to Doug Gilbert, so Raul Mendoza will get the win. Uh, Buck Zumhoff taking on Otis. That's the bad guy corollary, Buck Zumhoff, if I remember. I don't remember the specifics, but I don't believe he's a very good guy. Otis clearly gets the win. Oh, and he's going to take on the beast. Not Brock Lesnar. Uh, my man and yours, it's Haku, taking on Al Perez. Uh, Haku obviously gets one. Al Perez, NWA guy, uh, 80s, I want to say. Uh, but Otis versus Haku, <laughs> this is a fun bracket. Uh, all right. Dean Ambrose. We actually did separate between Johnny Moxley and Dean Ambrose um, versus Pitbull number two. I don't care for the Pitbulls very much, so I will give Dean Ambrose a win because I like Dean Ambrose. Um, what I've seen about John Moxley is fine. Uh, Jamie Noble versus Tim Horner. Well, here we go. <laughs> apologies to Tommy Rich and apologies to Buzz Sawyer. Hold on. Can you hear this? Is this going to come up? This is me ripping up that card because Tim Horner, the Horner line. The, I, I strongly believe that the entirety of the success of the podcast, The List, is because we created the Horner, Horner line and we did that for Jeremy. So while I like Jamie Noble, and I do very much like Jamie Noble, Tim Horner obviously is going to get the win. And I got to tell you, he's probably going to beat Dean Ambrose too. Tim Horner might be the epitome of the Jeremy rule since there was a whole Jeremy real rule before this. Um, Max Moon taking on Spanky. Uh, we could go with uh, Paul Diamond's Max Moon or Conan's Max Moon. Conan was only there briefly. I don't even know if he wrestled in the outfit. It was Paul Diamond uh, for most of it. 
and Spanky. Hmm, I like them both. Which one do I... Mac? Yeah, Max Moon. That's a ridiculous outfit for Max Moon. Max Moon wins just on the outfit alone. And then, ooh, another heart herder of a matchup. Sonata from New Japan versus the Hurricane. Sonata is the better wrestler. The Hurricane is the better wrestle-silly character. Hard. Hard times. Hard times. Now I know what Dusty was talking about. I didn't know until this very moment what Dusty Rhodes was talking about when he was talking about hard times. But now I know. I will give it to the Hurricane. Um, if only because the Hurricane versus Max Moon is the funnier matchup. All right. We've got, now that we've made the decision on the Jeremy Rule, we can definitely break out one more bracket before we say goodnight. Um, Willow, a.k.a. Jeff Hardy, uh, taking on Moose. I don't know if I've ever watched Willow. I've watched the movie with Val Kilmer as Mad Mardigan. Um, but I don't know that I've ever watched the character of Willow. I have watched Moose, and I did like Moose. So I'm going to go ahead and give it to Moose. Uh, Tyler Bate versus Mr. Anderson. Tyler Bate all day. Ooh, Flash Flanagan, who I know I've watched wrestle, but I don't... It must have been OVW. Maybe I watched some OVW on YouTube one time. Uh, Flash Van Flanagan always seemed to me to be a poor man Shane Douglas. And sorry, Jeremy, but Shane Douglas is always a poor man's uh, insert name of actually talented wrestler. Um, but he's taking on Dennis Condry uh, of the Midnight Express, the original, I believe. So Dennis Condry will give the win. This is a bonus to Jeremy, just because I don't care for Flash Flanagan. Maybe Flash Flanagan was in TNA. Either way. Uh, Kerwin White versus EC3. No contest. Kerwin White, clearly the more elite, uh, well-to-do wrestler of those two. There's Shane Douglas. Again, just talking about it, and here he is. Alex Wright versus Shane Douglas. Jeremy, I can't give you everything here, all right? I can't give you everything. Alex Wright, Das Wunderkind, the dancing, the jacket, the dancing. Then he shaves his head and he's still dancing. I will give it to Shane Douglas. I like Shane Douglas. Fine. I don't like Shane Douglas when he opens his mouth and starts trash-talking wrestlers who are obviously better than him. But I will give it to Shane Douglas. Calm down. It's okay. Uh, Antonio of the Heartthrobs versus Rikishi. Rikishi all day. S.A. Rios versus Yano. Yano all day. And uh, Matt Morgan versus Big Vito. Vito wore a dress. But all that feuding with his sister and Reno. And, ugh, Matt Morgan. I like Matt Morgan. Hoss. Hoss always wins. Um, do we want to do one more? I'm going to actually just... <laughs> no, I can't say that the. I was looking to see if there was like a. At the end of the next bracket, if there was a match that was going to be so amazing that it was much better to end on, you know. Randomly, Undertaker versus. 
you know, Tanahashi in some sort of dream match that just so happened to show up in the tournament. It's, it's good. Montez Ford is in it. Spoilers. Um, but we'll end here. We'll wrap it up here. Uh, this, this bracket of them all might have had the most potential Jeremy rules out of all of them. Um, hopefully he's happy with the decision. And if not, there's not a darn thing he can do about it. He can complain all he wants, but the episode's locked now. Once the episode is recorded, we walk away. We can't change anything. That would violate the sanctity of the tournament. Uh, we're at 866 there, gang. We made it, again, almost 100 through. I got distracted talking about all sorts of things. Um, I'm writing down Jeremy Rules just because I like to have an idea of what the episodes were since I don't listen back to these. They just go up. If all of a sudden the audio cut out, I wouldn't know. Uh, but yeah, I don't think we're going to... Well, let's see. I'm doing quick math because I know that's how you love when a podcast ends with quick math. Uh, 1,024 minus 800, 200. I could do one bigger episode and get this first round over... With the next one, it would only be about 150 names, which is a lot, but we could do it. We could do it together. You and me, from your ears to my mouth and my mouth to your ears, which in the era of the coronavirus shouldn't be anywhere near each other, uh, but we could do it together. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to record another episode. We're going to finish this tournament. It'll take 11 episodes to get through 1,024 names, which is about 100 an episode. So I'm, I'm feeling good about it. I'm DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. This chapter is over. When you hear my voice again on By the Book, it will be the final chapter of the first round of the Tournament of Nerdiness. See you next time on By the Book.